Happy Friday. How you doing? John here checking in with you. It's Monday, March 14th, 2022. How you doing? How was your weekend? Happy daylight savings time. Everybody spring forward this weekend. (laughs) Spring forward, wake up and wonder what the heck is going on. Oh, man. I remember uh, you used to have to go around the house and change your change the clocks and change uh, change your watch, but now uh, most of that stuff is all digital and uh, kind of changes itself, so you don't really have to worry about it too much. Um, daylight savings time—it's kind of a bone of contention sometimes with people. Um, some people like it, some people don't. Uh, Myself, I love in the springtime when we uh, kind of spring ahead. Of course, you lose that hour of sleep, um, but <laughs> my sleep is usually so disturbed. Anyways, I don't even notice to tell you the tell you the honest truth. But it is nice having those extra few hours in the evenings with uh, the sunshine. Um, it just makes uh, seems to make life a little bit easier. In my opinion, anyways, I love the sun, love the heat. Sun came, but the heat didn't come. Oh, man, it was cold. It was cold on Sunday. The wind was ridiculous. I hate the wind. It, uh, I don't know, it causes me a lot of anxiety. I'm not quite sure why, but, um, yeah. But anyways, rolling right along here. Hope you had a great weekend and, um, just kind of watching, uh, world events and you know inflation is a big topic these days Uh, things seem to be kind of rolling out of hand with the cost of goods and the price of gasoline and fuel and you know a lot of people are concerned about it you know i saw uh president joe biden um talking about uh putin's gas hikes putin's putin's raising the money the the price on gas well that's not actually 100 percent true um you know we you know there have been sanctions put in place that have uh restricted the fuel supply but there's uh many things that kind of were leading up to this that probably would have we probably would have ended up in this situation anyways from an inflationary standpoint but it's always kind of like uh don't look over here because this is happening over here um when it comes to inflation there's a lot of things that have occurred over the last uh, two and a half years that have really brought us to this point and a lot of people don't really understand that so um I thought I would just kind of shed a little bit of light on it here today, just talking a little bit about inflation and the eroding um, purchasing power that your your dollar seems to have and why why it is, you know, so tough to get ahead these days. You know, I think the, uh, the common narrative that we hear <clears throat> is that uh, prices are going up, prices are going up, prices are going up. Um, but that is actually kind of the case, but not really like there's the whole thing behind supply and demand, obviously, uh, when it comes to goods and services. But one of the largest, um, creators of inflation 
is um, the decreasing value of any country's currency. Uh, and that is what we are kind of experiencing now, folks. Not a lot of people understand it. It's an important financial concept to understand or else you're going to get caught um, behind the game. You know, of course, we want our economy to grow, um, but under a controlled circumstance. <clears throat> and uh, it's funny because not a lot of people really kind of realized and saw this over the last couple of years as, um, you know, businesses were shut down, travel was uh, shut down, uh, people couldn't move about. Um, but somehow, some way, the economy continued just to rage on. Um, stock markets were up. Everything was bullish uh, and things continued to grow, which really didn't make a whole lot of sense when you think about it. You know, uh, we, we should have been really falling into a recessionary time um, with so many businesses closed and the restrictions of travel and not really being able to move about. But the economy just seemed to kind of rage on. And I I threw up some red flags early on, as well as many other. Like, I'm not an economist, okay? Like, I barely passed grade 12. But chief economists were saying this um you know, we have to be not government economists. <laughs> they were they were following the uh, they were following the uh, the story with the government. But you know, economists on the sidelines were talking about you know uh, how how can the economy continue to roll on and um, you know continue to grow and expand when everything should be absolutely in the opposite direction. And uh, don't take my word for it, folks. You know, go out and do your own research. Uh, you know, see if some of the things that I'm saying make sense. Uh, educate yourselves and uh, find out if what I'm saying is is actually fact or fiction. So imagine this. Imagine you could never, ever run out of money. Is that is that a possibility? Probably not in most people's situations, um, you know, especially if you're not working for it, you're eventually going to run out of money. Um, but the way the Canadian financial system works um, essentially allows the government to never run out of money, um, which kind of seems a little strange. Uh, the government can really create money in two ways. They can either raise taxes or they can borrow it. Kind of like the individual consumers, they can either work more to make more money or they can borrow it. So have we see, as we have seen um, over the last two years, uh, taxes have not really been raised, but there's been this total influx of, it seems to be unlimited cash um, to be able to, you know, prop up uh, society and just, you know, continue to dole out money left, right, and center as if it was, uh, <laughs> magic beans or something. I don't know. So it was a little bit crazy. So basically because the government didn't raise taxes, they had to borrow it. Um, which has increased the, uh, the debt, the Canadian debt load to well over a trillion, trillion dollars.
So it, it's quite concerning. It's quite concerning. Actually, one in five Canadian dollars did not even exist, um, you know, uh, just two years ago. So, uh, or, or somewhere's around there anyways, you know, there's been a lot of extra cash that has been, um, printed and dropped into the Canadian financial system and think of it this way. So, um, so there's, so the, the Canadian economy has an underlying value and that underlying value is divided by all the dollars that, um, are out there just as an example, but all of a sudden 20% more dollars are dumped into the economy. Okay. But the value of the economy does not increase. So that brings every dollar that you have, it makes it worth that much less. If that makes any sense to you at all. Um, they do this by, uh, selling bonds, um, T bills, uh, which basically the government has to pay interest on and pay that money back. And when I say the government, I mean you, cause that means you have to pay it, um, with your tax dollars. And unless the government raises taxes, uh, that, that, debt basically can, it will never get paid off. You know, it's just a continuing, um, a continuing spiral downward. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of scary. And these debts are sold on the open market, um, to many foreign, uh, countries and, um, you know, private sector as well, but that has to be eventually paid back. <clears throat> so it's, it's kind of like, and, and when, when the Canadian government um, has a hard time paying back their debt, um, then they may reissue new but new debt <laughs> to get money to pay that debt if they don't raise taxes. So uh, the outcome for for us as Canadians after this uh, two year um, uh, unfettered uh, money printing situation that has happened um is just uh it's just astronomical you know and the only way out of it is the the bank account has to raise interest rates which is going to damage canadians they have to raise taxes which is going to damage canadians so it's really kind of a catch 22 situation here. It, it's going to be very, very, very difficult, um, for Canada to get out of the situation, to pull back on this inflationary environment without, without getting some cuts and scrapes folks. It's, it's going to be a rough ride. Uh, I'm sorry to have to share the bad news. I, I shared the bad news a little over two years ago when this whole fiasco started, with the pandemic, um, and we started handing out money like it was, uh, going out of style to curb inflation. One of two things has to happen. Um, we have to increase our output. That means more jobs, uh, being created, uh, locally in Canada, 
more people working, producing goods and services. Um, that's that's really the the only situation, the, the only um, solution here. We have to create more jobs, have more money coming in, uh, producing goods and services that we are selling, um, you know, internally and uh, internationally. You know, interest rates have to rise. You know, no one wants to hear this, <laughs> but interest rates have to rise. They have to rise fast and they have to rise uh, dramatically. Um, and it's going to hurt. But it, it's something that we have to do or inflation is going to continue to rage out of control. And um, it's just going to become more and more unaffordable for people to uh, to live, you know, and you know, usually when we talk about inflation, things keep getting more expensive. Um, we have to pay employees more money. Well, I, I agree, you know, people should be paid a living wage, but that will not solve the problem of inflation. And the reason being is, you know, wages are a cost, and those costs get flowed down to end consumers that's really all you know it just causes more strain on the financial um you know the financial system and uh it costs it just costs more you know so many people don't understand money and it's really a shame you know i was never taught about money myself uh, really growing up you know i was always told you know go to school get a job you know, work hard and, you know, after many, 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 many years of doing that and not getting ahead, uh, I, I, you know, I had read some books, I had touched base with some great mentors that really taught me how money actually worked. And really in the last seven years, you know, I've been able to make some uh, significant financial gains in my life because I understood how the money game works. It's not hard. They don't teach it in school, unfortunately. It's and you know it's really sad to be uh, totally honest, uh, because you know more people, you know, would be in a better situation. And if that's what we want, we you know we want people to live a comfortable life and a comfortable lifestyle, and just to be able to uh, to enjoy life. Don't blame your local business for rising costs. Don't blame the restaurant owner. Don't blame the grocery store. It's directly the fault of the government over the last two and a half years that has caused this inflationary environment. We must, we must, we must educate ourselves on how money works. So, uh, yeah, folks, <clears throat> that's my little rant on uh, on inflation. Um, you know, when the government is handing out money left, right, and center, yeah, uh, you, you have to be you have to be wary. You know, every dollar that's created through fictional means, I will call it, <laughs> um, by borrowing money just devalues all the other money. 
you know, the only way that value added money comes into the economy is through sale of goods and services. That's it. And when the government, you know, the government creates bonds and um, treasury bills and sells those on the open market to get money and drops that back into the economy for, for nothing, you know, um, you know, when it's used to create jobs and invest back into the country, um, that is a very, that is a good thing. Okay. If you're, if you're investing in the country and creating jobs, ultimately the, the, the hope will be that there'll be a, a return on investment there and it's going to be a positive effect. And, um, but yeah, when you're just dumping money into the system and, and there's no, there's no, uh, no goods or services or jobs being created. Um, it just devalues the whole system and it's just, and, and well, I don't, I don't need to tell you, just go to the grocery store, you know, go to the grocery store and pie, try to buy the same basket of goods you did two years ago. You're probably going to be able to buy half and they're lying to you, by the way. Um, you know, we're talking about inflation around 7% or something like that. That's another lie. <laughs> this is something else that people don't understand. The, the consumer price index, they changed it. Um, there used to be a con consumer price index, um, and they changed the basket of goods. So if we were actually using the same consumer price indexes that we were using uh, back in the late 70s and 80s, inflation would actually be closer to 15% right now. Okay. So you're being lied to left, right, and center. Um, you're being fleeced. You're not being told what's going on. You're, you're constantly being kept in a state of fear and anxiety about the next disaster or virus or war or whatever. It's, it's the whole shell game, you know, don't look over here. Look what's happening over here. You know, it's, it's tough folks. It's tough. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm not, I'm not here to bring you to be the bearer of bad news. It's really just, um, talking straight goods me talking to you trying to explain how it is what's going on and uh hopefully give you some education um that you uh may not have had before wondering why things are the way they are you know it's uh you have to you have to be ahead of the game and hey man like i'm a 12 a grade 12 uh graduate if I can learn this stuff, you can too. And uh, anybody that wants a little bit of guidance and mentorship, uh, check check me out. Um, check out my link in the bio. Touch base with me. Uh, we can have a conversation. And uh, yeah, love to love to help you in any way I can. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, folks, I think I'm going to wrap that up for the day. Um, remember. Uh, today only happens once. Make it a great one. And that is my rant for the day. Don't forget to check out the link in the bio, folks. Different ways to interact with me. 
follow, like, and share. I'd love to hear your comments and feedback. Today's episode was written and produced by John McDonald in the not-so-random rant studios in Stratford, Prince Edward Island, Canada. Have a beautiful day.